0: What have they done? Like, what has UVA accomplished? What have they done? What have they actively achieved to make you think that they're going to win that side? Now,
1: welcome to the Yak Sports Podcast with Joe
0: Deck and Leland McRae. another episode of the yak sports podcast your augusta county sports podcast we got plenty of football to talk about joe deck is with me but let's dive into the high school football joe where you and i watched riverheads advance in the playoffs with their win over sussex central in a game where i i don't recall a more dominating defensive performance in a game that i've seen firsthand
1: yeah sussex central wasn't ready for that game Um, but to be fair, not sure the next opponent will be either. Uh, Riverheads is just that much better. I don't think Riverheads defense will hold Essex to negative total yards like they did Sussex, but we'll see. Um, Sussex was just not, they aren't good enough to be in on the same field as Riverheads. And and that sounds disrespectful, but it's a fact when you get held to negative total yards, you didn't belong on the field. Um, again, I say it every week and I'm just going to stop because it's just going to sound disrespectful to the opponents, but Riverheads is just that much better than everybody in one a, uh, Essex. If, if you want to use this as bulletin board material, go ahead. You're going to get smashed. You're coming up a long way to get your tail kicked in. And then you're going to take a long ride back to Essex and think about what happened. I know they think they have a better team, but Riverheads has a better team than they did last year too. And they're that much better. And then bring it on Galax or whoever.
0: Patrick Henry. Sure. Yeah, I mean, the, the, what Essex has going for them is that they appear to be a more balanced offensive attack. They're not just giving the ball um, to uh, KJ Dameron and and just saying, okay, you go at it, because he did that last year. And in, in a game that was, you know, competitive through the first half, but you saw KJ Dameron get tired, and that's when Riverheads just pulled away. And you see Riverheads do that against a lot of teams where they they pull away in the second half from teams. But this year they have you know, Ashlock and Hammond between those two guys, they're lined up at quarterback um, Ashlock, a senior he's, he's been back there before Hammond kind of newer to the mix, but still a, a threat from the past, but they're running back to KO Day is kind of the main, main guy. And, but they're going to spread the ball and, and people are going to get their chances. The problem is, is just like you said, Essex can be better. They they can be better than what they were last year. That's fine. But Riverheads was 28, six better than them last year. And I, I would probably even give the upper hand that Riverheads is is more better than what Essex is, and so honestly, at this point, I just wonder if that score gets stretched out. I don't I don't think it's less. You know, we talked no. about Chill Howie last year in the state title game. You know, I said, well, maybe it's you know a touchdown. You know, Chill Howie's a touchdown better, and maybe Riverheads gives up another. But but no, it's just the same thing and repeat. And I and I think honestly, Riverheads probably is is more better and so I I do wonder if this score gets stretched out from what it was last year
1: I think Riverheads could win the 2A championship if they played in it this year so uh, yeah I, I don't do think too. Essex has a chance in this game uh, I that's fine they're better they've got more weapons whatever they're all going to get taken away um, if they're lucky they'll score some points
0: this is the fourth year in a row these two teams have played 2016 they played in the first round and then 2017 and 18 they were both state semis the only game that was close was two years ago when Riverheads had to tr- be the one traveling up the road, it was a seventeen fourteen game, and a in a game where the zebras were a, a third. I was mean going to say that was really a close very game because
1: Riverheads involved. had a pick six called back too. Inexplicably, yeah,
0: I, that was at halftime, and but. But the game played out to be a close game, and like I was saying, the zebras seemed to have a lot of impact on that game. Whether it was they had to because there was craziness going on and penalties had to be called, and then some makeup calls or some balancing calls made against Riverheads, where there was not whereas there was a hit called on the sideline where clearly the Riverheads player is in bounds <laughs> tackling a player and they call a, a head out of bounds. It was crazy, but they needed that to balance the game because one side was losing their minds because they weren't used to losing very much. I um, really thought they were going to yeah. win. I, I don't know where that they ended must, up. They but better get
1: used to Riverhead, it here real quick.
0: Riverheads on their way to the last three state championships have beat Essex. And so is is this the fourth that adds up to the fourth? Um, there'll still be another game after that to be played. But either way, Zach Smiley is going to cross 2000 yards on the season in this game. He's the offensive player of the year from the district. Um, sure he is from the region too. I just haven't seen those teams come out yet, and and Riverheads as as much as you take it one game at a time. I mean they're they they got the bus on speed dial for Salem the next week.
1: Yeah, that's fine. That's coach talk and that's player talk, and you know one game at a time. Focus on Essex. That's fine. Uh, you and I don't have to focus on Essex. We can look ahead to Salem because that's where they're going to be. They're going to again. They're going to steamroll Essex. Essex better get used to losing here in the next few days because it's going to happen and it's going to happen big time again if Essex is lucky they'll get on the scoreboard
0: talking quickly about the teams they could potentially play Patrick Henry is traveling to Galax Galax the um, higher powerpoint seed but Patrick Henry the undefeated team this is their first undefeated season like this uh, this is their deepest run they've ever made um, they're led by a strong quarterback and um, who can do some things, but then they run generally the offense that Riverheads runs with running backs, Zachary Brown and Connor Beeson. Um, you know, those are the names that you'd hear out of them if if Riverheads gets to them. That, that The game they are playing against Galax happens at three. So I recommend after you listen to us on the radio for Riverheads or at the game at Riverheads, um, and after you listen to our post game, turn over to their radio. I know it's on the radio. We'll, we'll tweet out what um, radio it's on, but I'd recommend listening to that. Galax, they look very similar, too. They're very tough nosed, hard-nosed team. They'll throw the ball around a little bit. Uh, Cole Pickett, their quarterback, they have Denver Brown at running back, and Zach Johnson are the, the main receiver, but also gets the field out, uh, ball out of the backfield some. That's Galax Attack. They're a similar Galax team that we've seen in the past. They can be very strong. They're very well coached. But, we'll see what we get out of this game, see which team we get. But those are the two teams facing each other. They play at 3 o'clock on Saturday, like I said, and uh, the winner of that we think, will face Riverheads.
1: Yeah. Um, Galax won the Battle of the Maroons last week against George With And Galax is good. You're right. They're a very good coach team. They've got a lot of talent on that team. I would think they're going to beat Patrick Henry um, because they they do have a loss, but it was to a 3A team, and I believe it was Northside, wasn't it? Which was a close yeah, game. Yeah. So uh,
0: Northside, 42-28.
1: Okay, so not so close. But still, Northside's a really Northside. good 3A team, so that's nothing to be ashamed of. Um, Galax, I've, I think, will win. Um, that being said, I don't think it matters who wins the other game because I don't think it's going to be a three-score game against Riverheads.
0: If it is Galax, they've played each other before in the playoffs. Obviously, uh, state championship game in mm-hmm. 2015 that Galax won, state runner-up, um, or uh, state Semi- semifinal. In 2016, where Riverheads rolled them at Galax, which was one of those crazy games, where Riverheads just came out firing. Um, but yeah, that's what sets up Class One. We think it's going to be Riverheads Galax. We'll find out Saturday afternoon.
1: Yeah, uh, Stewart's draft. They won last week as well. They beat East Rock 14 to seven, in a very good game in two B. Uh, Stewart's draft, though, punching their ticket back to the state playoffs. They're going to host TJ um, Thomas Jefferson. I, I think they're going to win that game. Um, it's going to be a it'll be a better game than Riverheads Essex, but I think they're going to win that game. I like their chances to get to Salem and uh, have a shot at the Class Two championship against. I mean, whoever wins that other side of the bracket, it's going to be a tough test. Uh, but I, I like Stewart's Straff's chances. Their defense has just played so well in the postseason, and I don't think this coming game against Thomas Jefferson is going to be any different.
0: This is the third time Stewart draft has been in the state semifinal game. I think the first time was 95, and they lost to Northampton. And then uh, just a couple years ago in 2016, they made it to the state semi, losing to um, Richlands. And now they get to take on Thomas Jefferson, who's never been here before. This is another team that's just never made it this far in the playoffs for. Uh, but you can't rule those teams out. I mean, maybe yeah. they're stronger than we think we're giving credit for. Um, but I have not. Seeing the scores and the who beat whos that make me think they're just destined for a state title here. And, and Stewart's draft, I, I was hesitant to to deem them, you know, favorites for being at the state championship game. But seeing how they played these last couple of weeks, I think East Rock was playing really good. So I think that win gives me even more confidence because I, I was really starting to think East Rock could maybe get that one. And uh, draft one took care of it. Henry Cook just coming up when it matters the most. It seems like in these tougher games for them is when he really steps up and plays the best. So I'm happy for that kid. Um, and he's a junior. He'll be back. I mean, he's one of the reasons I think Stewart's draft has pretty, a lot a lot to look forward to even next year as, as a lot of their kids are back, including who's currently a sophomore, Aaron Nice. Um, but, yeah, I think they win this game too. I just, I think, I think they can outscore Thomas Jefferson. And and the good thing is I think Stewart's draft's defense will get stops to where I think draft can maybe pull away a little bit in this game.
1: Yeah, I do too. Uh, but you were mentioning East Rock and how well they were playing. That offense was lighting up scoreboards. And Stuart Straft yeah. erased them. I mean, it was seven points the whole night yep. for for East Rock. So, yeah, Stuart Straft again, you can't say enough about Casey Branch and the and the work that he's yeah. doing to lead that defense. The Cougars have had a really, really great ball player come through that school. And, uh, you know, I'm rooting for him. Uh, I hope they beat Thomas Jefferson. They make it to Salem. Oh, yeah. and. You know, hopefully we're calling Riverheads and Stewart's Draft next Saturday.
0: That would be very cool. Potential opponents over there, Appomattox or Graham. Uh, Graham's traveling to Appomattox and and both those teams. I mean, Graham won the state championship last year. Appomattox won the three before that. So a lot of strength coming out of that semifinal. Whoever Stewart's Draft gets, they're going to have their hands full. Plenty of offense for both teams, both averaging around 40 points a game. And actually both have really good defenses, uh, 15 and under, uh, on what they're averaging. So, Stewart's Draft, hopefully can get through this game. But then they're going to have their hands full in that state final. But, hey, it's one game. You get to one game. And, and as much credit as I give Appomattox or Graham for being there before, Stewart's draft's a strong team. So, they're going to have their fighting chance. And, and we saw uh, Stanton a couple years ago. They played against Appomattox in that state final and Stanton had their times where they, they could have taken that game. They had their chances. Some, sometimes the ball kind of rolled their way. Officials, calls, or lack thereof kind of went their way. But Stanton was right there the whole time. So get in that one game, do what you got to do. I, I really hope Stewart's draft's there. I hope we can call the doubleheader. Um, but like I said, I, you know, we talk about, <laughs> about Galax or Patrick Henry and still kind of give Riverheads the upper hand. It's hard to do that for draft right now. I think we did that in the first week of the playoffs when we were breaking down – the whole state and talking about it. That was the only one we couldn't pick was class two. Cause you just, you just, there's just too just many good teams. You had. There's too yeah. much, there's too much power.
1: Yeah. Too many good teams in class two. That's going to be an exciting classification to watch.
0: And I'd still, and, and even coming coming back around, if Riverheads was sitting in this spot about to face Graham or Appomattox, I'd still give them a heck of a shot.
1: I'd give them a still shot. Would. Yeah.
0: After seeing them really, you know, do what they did to Stuart. But that's, at, and, that's game where Tennessee I think a game season.
1: happens. Yeah, that's where I think a game happens is Appomattox-Graham. I, I think that's where a game happens for Riverheads, yeah. that they would be tested. Um, moving on, uh, the Commonwealth Cup leaves I, Blacksburg. Uh, 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 it was 39-30. to 30. Uh, You were there, but I'll, I'll get your firsthand account here in a minute. Uh, I'll just tell you how it looked on TV. <laughs> we lost to one guy. I would have rather lost last year because at least then I would have had. I would have coped with it better in the sense that I felt like we weren't the better team last year. We got lucky last year. Uh, this year, I felt like we were the better team. I still think we're the better team. Uh, Bryce Perkins was just the best player, and we didn't do what we needed to do by stopping the one guy they had. We let him run all over us in the first half, and then we adjusted in the second quarter, took him away. And then all of a sudden, we stopped covering wide receivers. I don't know why. Uh, It was a bold decision by Bud Foster in the defense. It ended up killing us. And um, we lose. Yeah, we lose 39 to 30 because we decided not to cover anybody. Uh, It was pretty frustrating. Hinden Hooker looked like a sophomore for the first time. But again, the offensive play calling was pretty suspect. Uh, I like Dalton Keene. Never want to see him in the backfield. He's not a running back. I don't know. If only we had a running back on the roster that was good at getting first downs. And, you know, every time he played, he seemed to really be getting a lot of yards per carry. I don't know. Let's say that guy would be named Kashawn King. If only we had someone named Kashawn King on the roster that we could plug in. Um, It was weird. He came in the game. He got an 11 yard carry for a first down on a first and ten, and immediately checked back out of the game. Why? I don't know. Because he gets yards, and obviously that's not what our offense is about. We're about losing and putting ourselves in difficult situations to have to convert. Uh, and unfortunately, that's not what Kashawn King does. Kashawn King actually gets yards. He runs north and south, uh, and that's a problem in our offense. So I don't know. Uh, if he enters the transfer portal, I don't blame him. It's going to be another one of these things where people on Twitter are like, oh, he didn't have what it takes to tough it out. No, he's just smarter. He, like Like half the team... They're just smarter than the people in charge. This was another game where you look around and you go, yeah, okay. Justin Fuente got lucky because Hooker bailed him out against some really bad teams. But it took him until getting shellacked by Duke to realize, huh, maybe Ryan Willis actually isn't the best quarterback on the roster. And then you find out, wow, Hooker and Quincy Patterson are both way better than Ryan Willis. How did he not figure this out? And then you look at guys like Hazleton, who he bagged on all last year, who was a big receiver this year? Hazleton. That's weird. I don't know. Hazleton doesn't practice hard. Maybe because Sean King doesn't practice hard. Maybe those guys are just better. And maybe you play them because they're better. And that's what you do if you want to win games. I'm not in the business of this guy tries really hard. Ryan Willis tried really hard, but he wasn't very good. So I don't want to see him play. Um, Dalton Keene might try really hard at running back, but he's a tight end. So you put him at tight end or you leave him on the sideline end of story.
0: I mean you can pick your moments. You can pick your moments with that. It was obvious in the stadium. I am not watching it on TV. You know, it's hard to really know exactly who's in at the game every time. You, you got distractions inside the stadium. It was so obvious just laid out on the field that when Dalton Keene was in there, we, we were so limited. We it's like we're we were taking our our weapons away from ourselves. It was like we were back with Willis at quarterback. It was just we could only do so much. And like pick your moment. Have that one play where you do this and it kind of throws off the defense. Oh, my goodness, he's lined up. But you just camp him out in the backfield. It, it It's no good. It's no good. And it was obvious. And I'm just surprised it took our coaches that long to realize that. I don't know what they saw on film that thought that was going to actually cause a lot of problems for them just sitting back there doing that. I I, I I Using any traditional running back. I like Keen a lot. I'm not disagreeing with you. But use anybody on, on a roster that runs the football that's a threat. I mean, we got other productive running backs as well. Put them in there and 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 just use the use the keen back there at moments. Um in the stadium, it I mean, the first half, it just felt like we just weren't ready to play. And that's frustrating because that's what we were told after the Duke game is that our coaches didn't have our team ready to play, and it was their fault, and they were blah, blah, blah it just felt like that was where we were again. Now we played better in the second half. And I think that avoids the coaches having to say that after the game again. So they say, well, we got it together and we we don't have to say that. But then we only played third quarter. We played third quarter and that was it. We played one out of four quarters and that was all we played. And that's not good enough to beat UVA. UVA is better than that now. I think there was times where we could beat UVA only playing one quarter. That's not now. And obviously the writers saw that in the preseason where I didn't. And I know Jeff Wright called me out for, bashing the preseason rankings hey i was wrong we all know what this podcast is it's joe making statements every week and leland being more conservative i went on i didn't think of liam at that moment just said there's no way that like what have you seen to prove that i didn't see it and and it it happened now two or three weeks ago i don't think anybody was seeing it then either so i don't feel that crazy i don't feel like this was so obvious that uva was going to win this side win this game But they came out. They did what they had to do. They had a great game plan with the best player on the field, and we had the bad game plan to defend the best player on the field, and and it beat us, and we just couldn't spot 14 points and still win that game. Um, The stadium atmosphere, it was better than a lot of years for the Tech-UVA game. I mean, I've been at that game since the, the two years before UVA beat us last time, 2001. I've gone to that game in Charlottesville every time it's happened. And I would say the stadium atmosphere was increased. Now, putting 14 points up early can really help that and keep the juices flowing in that stadium. Um, but it's it's not my, you know, everything that was about that atmosphere is not what I'm into. So I didn't enjoy it as much. Now, in the third quarter, when things got a little quiet, I enjoyed that better, but it just wasn't enough. Um, it did seem like shock, even even after, even coming home from it and and again, it. it still just seems like UVA fans are in shock for it. And I guess that's what happens after 15 years. But this is what needs to happen for it to continue to be a rivalry. I remember around 10 years of us dominating them year after year. People were like, well, it's not a rivalry anymore. We, we need UVA to be competitive for this to be a rivalry. I'd prefer them not. I would really prefer them not. I'd rather it not be a rivalry. But it has to happen every so often but that only gives us the opportunity to start a new streak. I think we're going to be stronger next year. I can't say the same about UVA. So I have a lot of hope sitting here today that we'll come back and get that cup back to Blacksburg next year.
1: Yeah. But, and I'm not saying Justin Fuente deserves to be fired. He won eight games. We said at the beginning of the year, if he wins eight games, he's fine. Um, we got outcoached. Flat, plain, and simple, we got outcoached. UVA has a better football coach than we do, and that's going to be a problem. We got to replace our defensive coordinator now. I don't know who that is. Um, I know Odom, the former head coach at Missouri, has ties with Justin Fuente. I don't like him just because of that. I I want less Fuente people in the building because I'm not sure Fuente needs to be surviving after next year. If we have another mass exodus of players who can't get on the field because they're more talented but the coaches don't see it, I I don't need more of that. I need less of it. And I don't know who you get to be a solid defensive coordinator with a head coach. That is, frankly, not really guaranteed a whole lot in his job stability right now. No one's clamoring for him to be fired right now, but the offensive coordinator is under a lot of heat. And if Justin Fuente defends him, then Fuente is going to be under heat immediately again. And again, I don't know how he, I don't know how Cornelson survives the offseason. If he does, then to me, you look at Fuente, as soon as this thing starts going downhill, which it will, because we play Penn State next year. So as soon as that thing starts going downhill, you look at him and say, all right, that's your buddy that you defended. You're out then.
0: Uh, we like open with them too, don't
1: we? I don't think it's the opener, but it's early. That's early.
0: That's fun. Um, yeah, my mind hadn't gone the next year yet. Um, yeah, I mean. Well, yeah, it's
1: already there. I mean, who who gives he's a rip what a happens short... in this bowl game? <laughs> I don't care what happens in this bowl game. All right, win or lose, it's not going to change my opinion of what this year was. This year was salvaged by Hinden Hooker. would have been great to maybe beat Boston College and Duke, and then maybe you don't need to win the UVA game to win the Coastal. I don't know if you play your best players at the start of the year like a normal person would. But, again, you know, it takes them a while to be able to read the tea leaves and figure out what an actual football player looks like. So, whatever. We brought in this kid from Oregon, so I'm sure he'll try to start him over Hinden Hooker next year too. That four-star kid from Texas, by the way, Virginia Tech fans, isn't going to play a single down in Blacksburg next year. He's going to get better offers and he's going to go somewhere else. He is verbally committed to Virginia tech. He has not signed. He won't sign. Justin Fuente's is a loser.
0: I have no, I don't really know how to fire back at that because I, I didn't like this effort. I didn't like being out coach. I didn't like that feeling of the team, not being ready. Um, I wasn't, I'm not as ready for him to be gone as I was 10 weeks ago, but um,
1: but he's not going to get fired. I it's wanna... fine. He's not going to get fired, and I'm okay with that. I'm just saying he's a loser. He is what he is. He's a loser. <laughs> he, he can't coach in the ACC. He's never going to accomplish anything of meaning in the ACC because he's not a Power 5 coach. If Arkansas wants to hire him, which, by the way, was the rumor, please, I'll pack his bags for him. What a loser. Arkansas will win zero SEC games. Maybe they beat Vanderbilt You know, every three years or whenever they play Vanderbilt. But that's maybe it. Otherwise, they won't win a single game in the SEC West while he's there. I would go ahead and book that. Moving on to I teams mean, that are actually. do
0: play like Ole Miss? Ole Miss isn't that great. Aren't they in the West?
1: Are you joking? Ole Miss would walk all over Arkansas, just like they did this year.
0: I mean, didn't they just fire their coach?
1: Yeah, because they lost to Mississippi State in a quite embarrassing fashion. Ole Miss isn't good, but Arkansas won two games this year, Leland. What makes you think Fuente's going to walk in there and turn that thing around?
0: I don't think he's going to walk in there and turn it around. I was just trying to come up with a second win for the
1: man. No, he stinks. Losers lose, and that's what he'll do at Arkansas. But please, hire him. Um, t- moving on to teams that are actually playing for something. The college football rankings came out. Uh, We're recording this on a Tuesday, so convenient. Uh, Ohio State's one, which is offensive. LSU is two. They should be one. Clemson is three. Georgia's four. I'm fine with the top four. Utah's five. I like that. But they're going to get jumped if Oklahoma beats Baylor because Oklahoma's six, Baylor's seven. And that's going to be a problem for me. I think Utah's better than Oklahoma. I've watched Oklahoma play. I don't think they're that good. Uh, Wisconsin's eight. Whatever, Florida's nine yeah, and Penn you're, State's ten. You're
0: going to the game that don't matter. Yeah.
1: Appy State's Utah's twenty-one.
0: Going to lose out there.
1: Just you were bad mouthing Appy State. They're twenty-one.
0: I still think we're better than them.
1: Maybe. We we're weren't better, than, better than we weren't better than number twenty-three on Saturday. So I don't know. I, I think Utah deserves to be in if Georgia loses to LSU. I guess is my point.
0: But Georgia wins, and Georgia that wins keeps all, that keeps the top four. The top four are the to top fall. four. Yeah,
1: yeah. Georgia yeah, wins. The top four to. is the top four. I don't think Georgia's going to beat LSU though.
0: I don't either. I think LSU's really good, and uh, I don't. I don't want to. I'd rather see them win a national championship than see Ohio State win one. And I, I'm at the point where I'd rather see LSU win it than see Clemson win it.
1: No. I know you don't like Dabo Sweeney. I don't know why you dislike Dabo Sweeney. I like Dabo Sweeney.
0: You hate everybody. I don't know why I can't dislike Dabo Sweeney. I'm just tired of his stuff. And when he bolts of for being a good is guy when, is, is when everybody else is going to enjoy Of being
1: a good him. guy. Yeah, I hate him being a good guy. What a terrible thing to be.
0: I mean, I, I don't hate good guys. We'll talk about this later on my things you need to know. But like, okay. I just, just the good old boyness and the the coach speak brand that he comes from. I just, I'm, I've grown tired of it. I used to not like, I used to have no problem with him. I used to like him. I thought it was good for the ACC. Um, I wanted us to beat him. Didn't happen. We've gone the other way. But I, I just, I've grown tired of it. I've grown tired of it. It's not like I like Saban or something like that. Ed Orgeron doesn't bother me. I like that you can't understand anything he says. Um, I've been to LSU and actually had a really good time with their fans and, and the, after someone yells Gator bait in your face a couple times or Tiger bait, not Gator bait, Tiger bait in your face a couple times, and then they start feeding you and handing you beers. It really wasn't a bad atmosphere. So yeah, I'm probably at the point where I'm rooting for LSU because I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm grown tired of Clemson and Georgia was a team I picked. I don't think they're really going to have their good shot to do it. So I'm, I'm at the point where I'm picking LSU. Okay. The best team in there. I'm picking the best team in
1: there. Yeah. Really? I, I think LSU is the best team. <laughs> I think LSU is going to win it. I don't disagree with that. Um,
0: I mean who roots for Ohio state?
1: Ever? I would be like, okay you know? with anyone other than Ohio state. I, I don't dislike Dabo Sweeney. I think Dabo Sweeney a good guy. I don't have a problem with coach speak. All he's a bad guy. I don't all like coaches, all I'm coaches, that that good guy. Yeah. But he's, coaches for UVA like that's why we don't like Tony Bennett if he coached anywhere well, I guess else I'm
0: tired of Clemson dominating the ACC and I wish we were doing I'm jealous
1: but we're never going to win the ACC because we have Justin Fuente as our coach and they have an actual football coach in Dabo Sweeney who wins games
0: yeah I just I that's where I'm at with it
1: now, if it's a jealousy it's, thing I get it then I get it then but like I don't know I like Dabo Sweeney yeah, I think he's a good I guy
0: want us to be the best football team that's what I care about the most As long, I mean, I like, you know what, I'll just go ahead and say it. And this is going to sound like sour grapes on this end, but I'd make the same speech last Friday. 27 national championships at UVA. Good job. I'm I'm happy for you that you're happy about it. There's only one of those national championships that I'm really any kind of jealous of. And that's the basketball one. I care about football and then I care about basketball in that timeline. Close to even I care about it. I don't I don't think I think it is even. I don't care about 26 of your other national championships, UVA, so stop talking about them. I really don't care about you having national championships in sports that Virginia Tech doesn't even have a varsity program in. It just doesn't bother me. Baseball's nice. I really, I, I only think about baseball in late May when it's on the TV in front of me in college baseball. I care about college football. I care about college basketball. So that college basketball championship is the only championship that you have that I even have a jealousy about. Now, I'm glad you guys have learned you can have the Commonwealth Cup and 27 national championships. I'm glad you've learned that. We're coming to get the Commonwealth Cup back. That's the plan because I care so much about football. So when, you, when you're when you talking to me about UVA sports, you only better be talking about football or basketball right now because I just don't care about the other ones as much. I don't. I'd like to have national championships, but they're not there. And you know why they're not there is because UVA, you've been playing in the ACC for how many decades? We've only been playing in big boy conferences for about two and a half decades. Like, we're just behind you on developing upper-level sports programs. We don't have women's field hockey. Our swimming team is just get coming around. I, I, we just, like, you have these national championships in sports that we have just developed the program since we've come in the ACC. And in some of them, we don't even have the teams yet. So stop talking about it. This week, even after the football win it was still we beat you in football and we have all this other i don't care about the other stuff i'm only mad about the football right now
1: yeah okay that's fine i i that's a different trash
0: talk about uva no i I get this stuff at work the first person i saw at work on monday morning was a person that i've never spoke to football about before i didn't even know they were a uva fan they never wear a uva hat or clothes or talk about it or talk about the games and even leading up to the game i never talked to this person about uva football and then they walk in like they're they own the place and they're getting on me i was like i had to clarify what they were talking about like oh, you're a UVA fan? Like That irritates me. I'm not saying UVA fans are like that. That person is like that. But it just set me off on a bad tone this week. It just did because other people I talked to after the game that day, including our one of our favorite listeners, Jeff Wright, because he calls us out when we're wrong on stuff. He was completely cool about it because Jeff's a nice guy. And even other Riverheads fans up at the Riverheads, or other UVA fans at the Riverheads game, really weren't that bad about it. And I was expecting actually a little bit worse because we probably earned it after 15 years of just smiling. <laughs> but... I'll take it. But when I got to work, like Monday changed it all for me. I got to Monday and everybody and people at work were just a lot more negative about and salty. And it's like, you got this one good, but like, let's I care about this. I do. I do. If I lost 15 in a row, I'd been sick about it too. I really would have been. So I'm mad about this. I care about this, but I do not care about so many of those national championships. They have it. They mean nothing to me.
1: Yeah. Um, Okay, that, that's a long way from the college football playoff, but I see what you're saying, and I get it.
0: That is true. We are all a long way from a college
1: football playoff. Um, but <laughs> I, I will say this. Jeff made a comment on our way out to the cars after the Riverheads' destruction of Sussex, uh, saying, you know, well, we'll probably get killed by Clemson. And I, I will say this, like I told him that night, I would be honored if Virginia Tech was getting sacrificed to Clemson this weekend. But where we're, we're not. Wanted to be. That's, where that's where we, we be. wanted to be. UVA's there. Good for them. Uh Bronco Men and Hall out coach Justin Fuente and Bryce Perkins did what he had to do to win the game. So
0: Did good you for see the Cavaliers. Broncos not shaving as, until they lose?
1: That's fine. <laughs> it's whatever.
0: <laughs> Ooh, a seven day beard. <laughs> that's
1: uh that's a hockey thing. Well, apparently that beard is allegedly longer than seven days. Apparently he hasn't shaved it since a winning streak or whatever winning streak. So on.
0: Liberty's involved in this beard. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so it's 14 days, not seven, but yeah, I'm not
0: judging his facial hair. Cause I don't know the last time I shaved either. So I can't really talk in that manner, but it's just, you're getting ready to shave, man. You're getting ready to have a,
1: yeah. Clemson's going to destroy them. It's whatever. <laughs> um, let's move on to college basketball. Uh, Virginia Tech beat Michigan State and then lost to Dayton and then lost to BYU in consecutive days.
0: You tell me those losses before the season starts individually, maybe not back to back, but individually. I'm like, okay, you know, like that, like Dayton's not a bad program. they Dayton's on the rise. good. Yeah, they're good. Like I'll take that loss and BYU. You know, they're not some bottom of the road for you know program. And I didn't know where we were going to be in the preseason. I was optimistic. But to have that swing of the high of Michigan State, which we talked about at length last week, just to have those two losses in a row right after that, it it did bring me back down to earth a little bit. Now, I'm still hopeful that we're going to knock off some big teams down through the year. I think I was grounded last year, last week after we played Michigan State and won, saying, hey, we're not going undefeated in the ACC or any of this, but, you know, maybe tournaments on the table. This is kind of a reminder that we're probably we're not at the tournament point this year, but we have hope. We're going to knock off some good teams, I think so. But we're going to lose an ACC game or two or three that we probably look back and wish we hadn't. And I I think that's what the week kind of proved us. But we're going to play Duke next week, next Friday, this Friday, this Friday. And I'm giving us a chance because if we can beat Michigan State, we can knock anybody else off too.
1: Yeah, I I actually think that I, I didn't read into the Dayton or the BYU losses in particular all that much. Would I have loved to have been in the Dayton game? Yes, but we got we got blown out of the gym. Um, look, we had an emotional victory over Michigan State, uh, where we used every bit of energy we had. Then the very next day, you have to turn around and play a very good Dayton team, and we weren't up for it. We're not a deep team. We don't have a lot of really good players, and we lose that game. And then the then again, you gotta have less than twenty four hours. You turn around, you play BYU a third game in three days. We're not going to have a run like that again until the ACC tournament where we'll have to play the possibility of playing three games in three days. Yeah. So am I losing my mind that we lost to Dayton and BYU? Not at all. I am focused on the positive here and that's that we beat Michigan state. And like you said, I don't know if we beat Duke, but that's going to be a close game. Uh, Winthrop and Stephen F. Austin just gave Duke heck of runs and Stephen F. Austin even beat them. So yeah. Do I think Virginia Tech could win that game at Castle? Absolutely. Am I going to predict it? No, but it's possible. Landers Nolly is still a very good basketball player. We need some people to help him. We need Wasababidi to maybe never shoot. But um, <laughs> we we just need people to help Nolly, and we need to just stay the course. This is still a team that is going to finish in the top half of the ACC, in my opinion, and that's good enough to make the tournament. I still think this is a tournament team, despite losing to Dayton and BYU. I hope so. UVA has got a big week. Yeah. They, they, um, their ACC big 10 challenge game is big. And then they play UNC as well. Um, look, we'll, we'll see what happens with UVA. This is kind of put up or shut up time Their their first few games. They haven't really played anybody. Um, they're still the defending national champion. So I'm not going to say they don't deserve to be ranked where they are, but uh, this is a big game for that. Uh, this week is a big week for them. And I'm, I'm very interested to see how it turns out.
0: Yeah. It, it'll be interesting if they can get, if they get through Purdue and UNC, you know, without a loss, yeah, then they own their ranking. Cause I think UNC is good and, and Purdue at Purdue tough, tough little game there, especially early in the season. And uh, hopefully they've learned for their sake some of these close wins over these teams that aren't, aren't at their level. You know, hopefully they've learned something for that where they can maybe build a little separation. I, I, I know that's not their style. I know they're run that clock down limit possessions, but I, I just, man, if it was my team, I would just like it better if we could just score a little bit more. And even if it meant speeding up just a touch, you know, still that play that defense, but then get the ball down the court and get the ball in the bucket and use your best opportunity to get the ball in the bucket instead of just wait until the clock shots down to two before you put the ball up. I I don't, that's my view. I know it won a national championship. I'm going to say this 18 times this year, but that's how I feel. Yeah,
1: I will say this, the college basketball rankings, especially this early in the season, I hate reading too much into them, but when I look and see, we didn't get any top 25 votes. I do kind of scratch my head.
0: Yeah, those, I mean, Stephen F. Austin got seven. Stephen
1: F. Austin got seven. You telling me Stephen F. Austin's going to beat us on a neutral floor? No. Heck, you know what? Let's play the game at Stephen F. Austin. We would beat the Lumberjacks.
0: Yeah, well, it's the, it's the weight that comes with beating Duke.
1: Okay, we beat Michigan State, who is still allegedly the 11th best team in the country.
0: Yeah, but Seth Greenberg still talks about us, so they still hold Seth Greenberg against us. That's true. Let's talk. Let's jump to the NFL, where uh, the Redskins they beat the Panthers, so that means the Panthers have to fire their coach immediately, and they do. And so the Panthers will be looking for a new coach, and uh, the Skins just kind of get get more in that mix of they. We don't know who's going to have that number one pick <laughs> because the Bengals are bad. Miami's won a couple games and the skins are bad, but they've won a couple games. I, I guess it's down to the Bengals. Uh, let's, let's get past the skins. There's nothing more to say about that. Your Ravens continue to look good. And, and in a weekend where big-time games lived up to expectations of being big-time games, um, we didn't really talk about Ellis or Auburn, Alabama. Alabama going down is always great. But the Ravens 49ers was, was built up last week like it was going to be the best game ever. And it was a heck of a good game to watch
1: yeah the 49ers uh in the past few weeks the ravens have played good football teams and blown them out this was not one of those games the 49ers hung with them every step of the way defense stepped up when they needed to though and that that was nice to see the defense still playing well and we have the best kicker in the league and we we went to him when we needed him he got the game winning field goal as time expired it was a nice win then you have the texans beat the patriots later on that night in terms of ravens that in terms of nfl that that was about as good as it could go because the Steelers beat the Browns too. And that pretty much puts a nail on the Brown season.
0: Steelers right now. Uh, they're sitting in
1: They're They're not out of it.
0: Yeah, they're sitting in right now, but they got, they got some losable games up the stretch. I, I don't have any faith in them. And I, my expectations for seasons aren't there. Um, and, Listener Ron always knows you either want to be winning a Super Bowl or you want to be worst. You don't want to be caught in the middle. And that's where the Steelers are right now. They're not going to, they're going to have one of those middle round draft picks. Um, I'm okay with it though, because we usually draft well. I, I'd much rather be in the mix than not be in the mix. Even if you are a six seed, I, I'd take that rather than not being in the mix, is, is my opinion. Um, and then beating the Browns after all the craziness that happened two weeks ago, I, I like coming home, beating the Browns, taking care of that. And, um, duck didn't look too bad, but he's not the future. So we, whatever, whatever it means to move on, I guess Ben's going to be back next year. We'll play with him, but we, we, we do need to think about our quarterback plan for the future. And I, I don't think one of those guys on our roster is that. So,
1: yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll say this, you guys have won six out of your last seven games next week is the Cardinals. That's a winnable game. Yeah. Eight and five. It's then you, game. then you play the bills. Yeah. Don't like your odds against that's the bills. That's tough. The jets. That's nine wins. Yeah. Nine wins going into the regular wins, season finale, in, yeah. going into the regular season finale against the Ravens. We'll probably still be playing for a home field advantage. That game's in Baltimore. I don't like your odds there. So nine and seven, nine and seven is probably good enough.
0: Yeah, you're right. I, I mean, maybe we still make it and I like being in rather than being out.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, I, and look, so I probably
0: play the Ravens two weeks in a row. <laughs>
1: No, we'll have a bye. You won't play us.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right. My bad. I've lost my mind again about playoffs. I don't know yeah. how that works. Um, But, yeah, uh, it'll it'll be interesting. I'd rather be in than out.
1: Yeah. What you make of that guy from the Cardinals getting suspended?
0: For betting on games? You can't bet on games. You know the rules. Don't do what it. What a
1: dummy who put his profession on the profile as professional football player. <laughs>
0: that's how they
1: caught him.
0: Yeah, it's just stupid. I I mean, and he bet on his own
1: team in a parlay. What an idiot.
0: But I mean, he's injured and not playing, so he's not even part of it. So I I get like how this is clean. Like, it's clean. There's nothing shady going on. It is against the rules, and it's the most obvious rule that everybody knows. And this, you can't tell me this guy doesn't know who Pete Rose is. Like, you just can't do it. If you work for an NFL franchise, you can't bet on NFL games. That is the rule. The players for sure know that. They know that more than they know other simple stuff in life because they tell them it as soon as they get there and they remind them all the time. It doesn't matter if you're injured. You're getting paid. You can't. You, why? Just, just stupid. You're just stupid. He deserves to be suspended for being an idiot. Yeah. And the rest of the year, him and Miles Garrett can go hang out.
1: Uh, it's not the same. Idiots. but Yeah, not the uh, same. Idiots. Not the same, but yeah. Okay. I love it. Let's lately.
0: get out of here. We don't have an interview. We're going to come back and talk about us. All right. Back with the D block. Talk about stuff in our lives right now, which (laughs) football has been dominating our lives. So let's just be upfront about that. But Joe, what else other than football has been dominating your life lately?
1: So I finished, uh, I've been on Netflix, uh, and i in addition to watching the show you're going to talk about, um, I've been watching some other shows that are not nearly as fun to watch. Um, they're good shows, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but if you're like, huh, I want something that's going to put me in a good mood, these aren't your shows. Uh, Mind Hunter Season 2 came out. I finally got caught up and watched it. Uh, it's a very interesting show about the beginning of the behavioral science unit at the FBI. Uh The timeline is also the time of the BTK killer. Uh, Really, really good show. Uh, Some really creepy stuff going on in that. Uh, And then, of course, to follow that up, I've started watching the documentary Devil Next Door, which, if you're not familiar with, is about this trial that happened in the 80s of this Ukrainian-American who... I haven't seen it. I'm not familiar with the story, so I'm trying to catch up with it. Um, But he was, had his U.S. citizenship taken away because he was accused of being a guard at a a concentration camp in Poland. And now he's standing trial for his life in Israel because he was extradited. After he lost his citizenship, the United States extradited him to Israel and now he's on trial in Israel. And it's really crazy to see uh, just the stuff. I, I'll be honest with you. If I was on the jury, I don't know what I would say right now. I would say the prosecution, in my opinion, is not doing a great job at their case. Um, they're, they're going over the events that happened at this concentration camp, which again, to me, that's not really what's on trial. And I think that's the frustrating part. If you're the defendant, uh, they're talking about all this stuff that happened in this concentration camp and no one's debating on what happened in the concentration camp. The debate is, is this guy who they say he is or is it a case of mistaken identity? And it's, it's a good documentary. You're, I'm learning a lot. Um, but again, it's not something you should watch if you're looking to have a, have a laugh or be in a better mood.
0: well, you haven't really talked me into watching that. So that's why I'm going to keep on watching what I've been watching lately. And it's just, the only reason I'm talking about this. Cause we just haven't talked about it in a while, man, the office is good. Especially the early seasons. Uh, I started from episode one season one and been watching and I'm into season three now, early season three, uh, where Jim is at the other office in, uh, and, um, Oh, I'm I blanking staff Stafford, Connecticut, Stanford. And so, and it, It's so good, man. Like season two is just such good TV. Like they set things up well. Um, It's just good writing, and and I just miss that. Like there's not new shows that are this good, and so I just I love that show. I just if anybody listening to us has never heard us go off about Office, do it now. Go watch Office if you haven't watched it, or if you did watch it, when it come on, go rewatch it because you're gonna laugh. I know I've been talking about some of these older shows lately. I watched about New Girl a couple weeks ago, but office so good, and the characters are so funny and they really allowed themselves to stretch those guys and really like do a lot with them and like Dwight, the stuff that they lay in there that he just references about his growing up and his family and his farm it's just so good when it comes out a little bit at a time, a little bit of time, and then you finally get to see in the farm and you get cousin mo's running around with fear written across his sweater it's just so funny and Mo, mo's is just so good so i just i i it's been dominating my life lately lots of stuff going on lots of busyness between football and work stressing me out and it's just good to watch some office and just have a simple laugh and uh Oh, it's been good. So I'm actually looking forward to stop recording tonight. So I can just watch an episode or two before I go to sleep. Cause it's just, it does put me in a better mood and, uh, the office, it's great.
1: That's an interesting strategy. You have gone to comedy to laugh where I have just embraced the darkness and
0: it's, it's us, man. Falling into
1: it. Um, <laughs> what do you know that I need to know?
0: What I know that you need to know is I saw this tweet and the reason I saw it is there was a tweet with, Russell Wilson mic'd up on Monday night football and the guy had retweeted that or commented on it. And he was like, this is the most cringe worthy mic'd up of all time. And I was like, Oh my goodness. Like what's he say? And I watched the video and let me just say, I am not a Seattle Seahawks fan. I liked when cam chancellor played for him, but I liked cam. I didn't like the team. I didn't really root for him. I'm not a Pete Carroll guy. I'm really not a Russell Wilson guy, even though he's from the state of Virginia. Russell Wilson throughout the game, all he does is talk up his guys and stays positive and just positive words and encouragement. And I'm going to do it. You're going to do it. We're all going to do like just togetherness and like, sure. Some of it is just standard, you know, off the script kind of things to say, but like it, it, at no point did I not think it was genuine or what he was. And it, it's just his energy that he's bringing. And you, you look at this guy who's undersized and play in that position a little different way than a lot of guys play that position yet. He's still very successful. And, you know, as one Super Bowl, has gone to others, they continue to win, even though they lose a lot of players. I like, I was completely like, what are you talking about? Cringe with this is like good. This is what you want. If you're a coach, you want that teammate. You want that guy at quarterback. You want that guy that's lifting other people up and not pushing them down. You want that team leader. And I just don't understand like why these media guys gotta think they're cool and say this guy is not cool. This guy is lame because he does that. Like I don't understand why why people shoot for that. Why they think they need to be controversial or something and just say the blatant opposite of what is fact. And that, that this guy's a good teammate. He's a good leader. And I don't, I don't root for the guy, but I don't know how I to take something away from that and say that was bad. Like I would want my quarterback being positive to my team, no matter what's going on, be positive and think you can do it and tell the other guys they can do it. Let the wide receiver be the diva and whatever. But I want that out of my quarterback. I don't want my receiver being that way, but I want it further away from the football as I can get. I want my quarterback like that. And I would show that video to my kids if they were playing on a sports team where they're supposed to be helping other lead. Or we're still in Little League basketball. We're not quite there. But at some point, I'm going to show my kid videos, either that one or stuff like it, of that that kind of encouragement, that kind of support is what you need to be doing out there because you don't have time for the negative. you got to focus on positive and getting it done.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, I, I like Russell Wilson. That's why I was kind of surprised when you're like, I don't root for Russell Wilson. I don't even really like him. I was like, wow. Okay. Um, I don't think I've ever heard someone say they don't like Russell Wilson. Uh, um, I didn't
0: like him at NC state because we played against him in like tw- at least once. I know I remember rooting against him heavily. It stuck with me. I don't like Matt Ryan because he played at Boston college and we played against him and he beat us. Wow. I, I don't, I, I get this way. I get this you way. You hold on to these grudges
1: the- a lot more than I do.
0: If you come through the ACC, I'm, I'm not quick to if, like you. I tell if, you what, Bryce Perkins, I'm not, I'm not going to be a fan well, of you. Well, that's different. Again, next, I'm not going to be there.
1: To me, that's different. I, I don't root for people from UVA. I get that. That's the rival. But the others that aren't the rival, I mean, Matt Ryan, I kind of get because he ripped our heart out and cost us a national championship. Although, again, that was kind of Bud's defense there in the last drive that just inexplicably didn't cover anybody. But uh, that's a theme. Um, but... I don't know if we lost to Russell Wilson when he was at NC State. I can't remember we that far back. We
0: went down there and beat him.
1: Yeah. So um, I like Russell Wilson. And
0: all, and the I, just, I, I didn't dig him.
1: Yeah, no, I, I like him. He's a cool dude. Um, he seems really nice. I, would, yeah. I do have a challenge yeah. for most positive. If that's the most positive person you've ever seen, I would implore you to go watch uh, QB1 on Netflix. Season okay. one, and you will watch Jake Fromm. Um, that is the most positive person I have ever seen.
0: Jake from stock state farmer,
1: Jake from, uh, the quarterback at Georgia currently. <laughs> I don't think that guy has a single negative thought ever go through his mind ever. Um, he is, oh gosh, darn G willikers positive <laughs> we'll all the time Saturday
0: about four when LSU all over his butt. <laughs> well, I mean, they've already <laughs> lost the game to South
1: Carolina. Uh, he's lost games. It's not that he's, you know, some undefeated guy. They lose games in that documentary and high, when he's in high school, I don't think they won the state championship, but my point being that guy just always seems positive all the time. And like Russell Wilson, like you're saying, I haven't seen this tweet. Um, so I'll have to watch it, but uh, super positive guy. And it's funny because I was just talking about it with my neighbor, uh, downstairs where we're watching football, uh, over the weekend. I am amazed at how positive that guy is all the time. He just, All the time, anytime he's mic'd up and you hear things he says, he's just always positive, always thanking everybody other than himself, uh, always thanking his teammates for doing what they're supposed to be doing and uh, giving all the credit to them. It's just really cool. And so, like you're saying, I don't know why people don't like that. I think that's crazy. There aren't a lot of good guys in sports, and so when they're there, you should root for them, I guess is my point.
0: It's not the way of the media these days, is it?
1: No, or you, because you hate Dabo and apparently Russell Wilson. Um, what I know that you need to know, I'm going to put words in your mouth there. Um, Alison Becker is the goalkeeper for Liverpool, but Alison Becker is also the name of a famous actress. And she constantly gets confused on Twitter for Allison Becker. Like a lot of Liverpool fans will tweet at her when they're trying to tweet at Alison Becker or opposing fans. Um, and so, Alison Becker was goalkeeper of the year and she had a hilarious, she got a Liverpool goalkeepers Jersey. She wore the goalkeeper gloves and she did a video thanking, (laughs) thanking everyone for all the support in winning goalie of the year. And what was kind of a funny video. Um, I'm going to share it with Leland and if Leland thinks it's worth retweeting on the podcast page, then he'll do it. He doesn't retweet a lot of soccer stuff. I send him, So, No guarantees here. But I thought it was hilarious. I've actually seen Allison Becker in some stuff. She's not a super famous actress. I actually think she's super underrated. Uh, She was in a show on Comedy Central that got canceled pretty quickly. Um, I think it was called Dog Eat Dog. Or not Dog Eat Dog. Um, I don't remember. Something like that. Where it was like a news crew.
0: She was in some Parks and Rec, wasn't she?
1: She was in some... Yeah, she was Sean and tweep Tweet in Parks and Rec. Um, uh, but she was, she plays a producer on, uh, I wish I could remember the name of the show now, but it was, a, it got canceled super fast. I thought that was a hilarious show. Kenny Maine, he used to have a thing on ESPN online. That was like a little mini series on the web. She was in that. She was great in that. I, I just never seen her in anything and been like, wow, she didn't do a good job here. Um, so I think she's a funny actress to begin with. And, um, yeah, so I just thought that video was hilarious. Uh, mistaken identities on Twitter are usually pretty funny when they're,
0: when they're shown.
1: Uh, and this was no different. It was
0: like Adam Scott when the golfer like lost the masters, like when he handed away and like Adam Scott who was on Parks and Rec and, uh, in Brothers and stuff, he's, he was like being mixed up. Yeah. It's usually pretty good when it happens.
1: Uh, so I, I just found that to be hilarious. Well, that's good. Well, that will do it for us here on the Yak Sports Podcast. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Yak Sports Pod. We're on Facebook, Yak Sports Pod. Or if email is your jam, you can send us an email, yaksportspod at gmail.com.
0: Make sure like Jeff Wright, call us out. Jeff Wright's pulling up old episodes, old rants where we were on and telling us about it. I love it.
1: Yeah, right. that's, how got, that's how we got the intro for this week. Um, subscribe on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Spotify to make sure you never miss another episode. Comment on the episode, tell us what you think. Uh Jeff, tell us about how great UVA football is now and UVA basketball is going at all again. Um I'm sure. But
0: one of those. He's not going to sit here. No, no he's, he's not. to give Jeff credit. He's, he's not one of
1: those guys. Football. No, he yeah. didn't give us a lot of grief. He let us do it nope. to ourselves. Um
0: which is worse?
1: Jeff Jeff knows he could never say anything as damaging (laughs) as I can about Virginia tech football. (laughs) To
0: this day, my wife still has never said anything. She's a JMU alum. She has still never talked trash about JMU beating us in football. And it drives me nuts all the time. Whenever the subject comes up, it drives me nuts.
1: 2025. Um, So make sure you're commenting on the episodes, sharing them with other friends. Again, We will be talking about other sports other than just high school football as well once winter sports start getting into full swing. We'll be talking hoops. Yeah, it does start this week. Uh, But obviously, with the state playoffs going, (laughs) uh, we're more focused on that right now. Until then, folks, uh, we thank you for listening to the Yak Sports Podcast, and have a good night.